This is your Daily Dose. I'm Nick. Is it fast song, fast song, slow song, fast song, slow song, slow song? Or is it fast song, slow song, slow song, fast song, slow song, fast song? I'm talking about making the perfect mixtape, of course. There's a million different strategies on how to put one together. But what if you're like me and you don't like a category of music that a lot of people do? So you don't like 80s music in general? I, I, this is so hard because there's some songs that'll come on. I was thinking about a band called Tapau recently. Yeah. And it's named after something Star Trek Vulcan related, which is why you would like it. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) But it was, it was the typical thing in the, like when I was growing up, there weren't a lot of female artists, Mm -hmm. right? Like. 70s more so 80s it was about the hair bands yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was about the new wave stuff you know there were some amy mans here and there there yeah. was some tapau here and there uh bangles and stuff like that but for the most part it was a very do- male dominated industry yeah. and it was very dominated by who they thought who the record industry thought would do well would sell well yeah right so it became even more commoditized and it became even more focused. So I'm getting on my anti-corporate rant right mm-hmm. now. The eighties felt very corporate. Yeah, it was though. It was a lot of produced stuff. And you, oh it, yeah, that's when you had people like Lou Perman start to show up, right? Yep. Uh, that, that the, the, uh, the magnets of the band, the magnates, right? Yeah. So, and so to me, the eighties sound is very indicative of a marketplace that was, not accessible um that was really just about the commercialism of music and you know bands and musicians didn't have an outlet mm-hmm. unless it was playing live shows now today we have we're trying to drink from fire hose yeah, of yeah. new music all the time so it's tougher but i like it more yeah but man like to pow going back to to that it's just the the cheesiest power poppy ballad, not even power poppy, but what was the song? What was the, do you remember? Oh God, I don't. Tapau. I'm going to look it up though. Tapau, yeah. Cause I, cause I've never even heard of Tapau. There was a redhead lead singer. I think it was an English band. And I would listen to that disc while I was reading comic books. And so that's what it takes me back to. Like there's still something you could reject all of eighties music or seventies music or nineties music, wherever your uh, formative years were music wise. Mm-hmm. Right. And those are typically going to be 13, 14 years old to maybe 24, 25. Yeah. Like these are the years that music's I feel like speaks to you the most. Mm-hmm. Right. Because for some reason you can't express yourself but this song did, and I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's the rhythm, whether it's the uh, underlying melody, or whether it's the words, and most of the time it's going to be the words. Yeah, and that was for me. It was the seventies. Yeah, seventies. They still speak to me now. I put the seventies on seventy on my Sirius XM, yeah. and the songs show up, and I'm like, oh. Man, I feel this. I Dream On by Aerosmith. Yep. All right. I had a little octagon mirror in my 
house when I was a kid in, on my bureau and I had my stereo right in front of it and I would play that song in my big ass headphones singing it full tilt boogie at the top of my lungs until my sister would come in the room and scream at me uh, because I was so into it and I wore that record out I played that song over and over again 45s baby so yeah I, I get having certain certain sounds I, 80s I feel similarly about the 80s as far as those are my college years you know yeah. 81 through 84, I was in school, and yet I don't really remember much of the music other than maybe some Tears for Fears. Uh, and, yeah, I don't think it was largely memorable. 90s, better. 2000s, better. And I like the stuff that's out now, but I don't, I don't have a groove right now. I don't have a, a band that I really love or, uh, or even a song that I'm addicted to. I like to have a song that I'm playing so much that I get sick of it. So, I used to be able to do that too. I don't, yeah, I don't know that I can anymore. Yeah. It's, well, there's so much new stuff coming. Yeah. Very often I let the stream take me. Yeah. So I'll go on Spotify and I'll let them run things that they think I'll enjoy. And very often they hit some, some pretty good stuff for my workouts. What was your mixtape playlist approach? <laughs> Did you ever do that? Yeah. Mine was all, it was a lot of um, funk and disco, uh, a lot of like Rick James, Love Gun. Um, super. So was freak. this for like driving in the car? You want something to keep you up, keep you awake? Oh yeah. Oh, just just music that I like to listen to. Like I always love to listen to music when I exercise. Yeah. So I would often have like the Rocky themes mixed into my uh, into my mixes too, just to like, give me that little bit of juice, a little bit of George Benson, uh, nights on the lights on Broadway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's you know when I I was very into R and B music when I was a teenager. Uh, and so most of the stuff that you hear would be a bit of Prince, would be Jackson Five, would be that kind of stuff. Those are those are the things that I was in. I wasn't really big into rock and roll per se. I think Aerosmith was as hard as I got. A little bit of Led Zeppelin, uh, but that, you know that was it. And I, I remember friends making me mixtapes that I loved. That when I moved to Florida, my my best friend John Lapelli at the time gave me a mixtape that I literally destroyed. Uh, over a year because I listened to it every day. Now, uh, was it also because it was a memory of home? It was a memory of him. Oh yeah, it was all. It was all that. It was yeah. a memory of car rides because what would happen is uh, my friend Stephen could drive. Uh, he had a car. We we all had licenses, I believe, but he was the one that drove most often because he had the car. And he'd come and he'd pick us all up and he'd have music blaring. I remember when the the, the new Cameo album came out, Alligator Woman. And they played that, that music so loud, learned all the songs within a week, and we're driving through town singing it like idiots. And, of course, when I moved to Florida, some of that album ended up on my mixtape. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's little packages on a, on a little 8-track uh, track tape, a little cassette tape. Yeah. You know, 8-tracks were a little earlier than that. Hey, it's Bob. This talk with Nick reminded me how good it feels to drive in my car and bellow out a song that I love and know by heart. Shortly after this episode was recorded, I created a playlist specifically for that purpose, and I've been tooling around delivering unrequested drive-by concerts all over our community. None of the people I passed would call me the greatest singer they've ever heard, but all of them will tell you I was truly committed. Until next time, my friends, sing your song and have some fun out there. <laughs>